to another episode of Conventional Confessional. I hate introductions. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly. And sometimes I do it with my friends, as you so heard. <laughs> hey. You can't steal my intro, I won't allow it. Somebody had to. <laughs> no, it's my intro, and you can't have it. People will think, oh, it's a guest episode? What? <laughs> Wait, what? Somebody else is doing it? <laughs> this isn't Critical Role. I'm not Mercer. <laughs> None of us are. Nobody's that talented. It's rude. <laughs> he's not even that talented. It's it's He's a robot. It has he to be. is a robot. AI, some sort of... It, it's unnatural. <laughs> he's not a robot. I've hugged him. He's a real person. Uh, I've yet to meet he's him. Great hair. <laughs> Actually, no, if I take that back, I have met him. I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> wow. Because, you know, he listens to this. Well, it was before Critical Role, and it was anime and scripted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I mentioned that before, too. So. Oh, that's okay. He listens, yeah. and his feelings are hurt now, and he'll never forgive you. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, how are you, Patrick? I'm doing very well. How are you? You know, it's my busier time of the year. <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. It's so funny because, like, you think the summertime because I work at a restaurant full time, like it would be like the busiest time of the year for me. But it's not actually the winter time because things are now slow at the restaurant. Means that I can do all the other stuff that I enjoy in my life. So I'm in the midst of finishing a show, helping to direct a show, be in a show while working the forty hours a week, and then going into another show after that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got three scripts running around in my head right now. It's not good. Jeez. And <laughs> not meanwhile, I'm like, wait, it's November? When did that happen? <laughs> right? What? That, yeah, that's the other Thanksgiving is next week. I know. What? When did I miss and, a week? I feel like I missed months. I, was, <laughs> I saw some Christmas, like there was some ad for some Christmas thing. And it said like, oh, this is going to be available, uh, you know, starting December 1st. I was like, oh, that's quite a ways away. Wait, no, that's like two weeks. I know. It's like the universe is trying to rush into my birthday and I'm not going to have it. I won't be 37 yet. (laughs) Well, I remember we were at a Kineticon one year and you guys, as a joke, had the waitress bring something over as my 40th birthday. I don't remember how old I was at the time. I was in my 30s. You were definitely not, like, I thought it was older than that. I thought we said, like, you were 50 or something. No, it was definitely 40. Okay. Yeah, and... but no, you weren't even, like, close to 40 yet. No. <laughs> yeah, because but... so we it was Kineticon, and... Um, I was I closer to were... 40 then than I am now having passed 40, so... <laughs> <laughs> you were you were with, at a table with either some of the guests or some, I can't remember, but you were another group of people and our typical friends group were like, let's go to the same restaurant. We didn't realize you were there. And they had sat us in like this balcony table. We didn't realize existed. and was like, wow, this is a really fancy kind of roundabout room. And we were sitting up there looking down on you guys. (laughs) We were just like, we got to do something. It's like, let's set him dessert. Let's say it's Patrick's birthday. And they're like, how old should we make him? And I'm like, Oh, we're making him 40. Yeah. And then we sent it. And then like, our waitress was totally in on it. Like, oh yeah, we'll take care of it. So then we all like sat at the edge of like this balcony thing looking down at you. And I'm surprised you like I don't know if you saw us watch. I mean, obviously when like the sitting singing started, you looked at us. But I don't remember if you saw us all like crouched up there, like peeking over the edge to like see if you could see us. No, I don't think I saw I I mean I, I think I knew you guys were there because you came in and mm-hmm. uh, you know. 
But, right, you know, right, right. I didn't see you peeking over. I think. It was oh god, yeah, it was funny because like all of us were just kind of like peeking over the top of it, and then the singing started, and you were just like, "Where?" And you saw us all up there. We're like, "Hi, Patrick." And I was like, "I'm not 40." <laughs> yeah, now I've passed that. No. Oh. And then some. So, wow, that must have been an early Connecticut. <laughs> well, yeah, oh god, yeah, that. I think I was just working there. I want to say that was like 2000. Ten maybe. Oh, before that. Really? Because I was yeah, only there for two thousand nine no. and two thousand eight. Actually, no. It was. Yeah, I guess that would be about right. Ten. Yeah, I think it was two thousand ten. Yeah, I would have been with. <laughs> I probably would have been with some guests at that time. Mm-hmm. Just thinking no, I, of who we was... had on our podcast then. Like, nah, yeah, that would be yeah okay. It had to have been two thousand and ten only because I remember I was dressed like Tony Stark, like the original Tony Stark. <laughs> so funny i like i i I remember things like how i was dressed as tony it's like nope that was my original tony costume (laughs) i have to always refer to my site to see like okay which year was that what year were my friends trash to me and maybe 40 (laughs) like which years did i go to this con who were the guests that okay that reminds me (laughs) that who was it yeah oh god yeah that was a really good restaurant too if you're ever in connecticut folks city steam right yeah the best (sighs) Yes, the, the mac, and mac and cheese. Yes, yep. everybody yeah. knew the mac and cheese there. So good. And, like every con has the restaurant with the dish that's mm-hmm. everybody's like, you gotta get that. It's like true. at Gallifrey, there's the, uh, they changed the name. I forget what the new name is, but it's right off the hotel lobby and the, the chicken fingers or the chicken strips there. They're great. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see what else. What would you say the Boston one is? Well, oh, it's changed so much lately because they get rid of the food court. And... Right. I got to say for me personally, it has to be Wagamama uh, chicken katsu curry mm. or like anything from Wagamama is really good. Yeah, Wagamama is good, but I have to avoid it during Anime Boston because it, for some reason, Anime Cons, everybody's like, let's go get Japanese. Let's go get sushi. And those places are packed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have to have sushi when I'm not at an anime con. <laughs> which or Cheesecake is... Factory, I guess you could say. Yeah, Cheesecake Factory gets packed too, but it's always packed. And I don't I don't know why. I mean, it's good, but not that good. Right. <laughs> um, um, yeah, see. I usually just, I mean, Anime Boston, I'm working, I get some fast. So mm-hmm. very rarely do I get to go have a... Actually, here's a story for you. It was... Um, I suppose it was 2018 or so. Uh-huh. It might have been earlier. I was I had moved to California, so it's sometime within the last 10 years. Sure. And the uh, there were some uh, Japanese industry representatives that wanted to have dinner with one of the founders of the convention or. Uh, the founders of the convention and so they're like hey you want to go to dinner I'm like okay <laughs> and uh so it was uh um it was these uh, it's the international otaku expo association ioea and they like try to uh, uh organize themselves with uh, affiliate themselves with anime conventions in the U.S. and other countries and in Japan. And right. uh, so they wanted to have dinner with us. We went to Legal Seafood and they didn't 
really speak English and I don't speak Japanese. So uh, there were luckily some people there that could interpret. And uh, at one point, uh, one of the one of them asks, he's looking at me and asking, how much? I'm like, what? And he's like, wait, how much? How much? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> and I, I eventually realized he was ask, trying to ask how tall I was. <laughs> but he's asking, how much? How much? I was just like, how much can I buy you for? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sir, this is not this kind of a yeah, dinner. It's like, it's so after some back and forth, it's like, what? What are you trying to say? Oh, like, oh he wants to know how tall you. Oh. Oh. And, and then he had to explain why I thought it was funny. <laughs> so he you know, was embarrassed, and they thought it was funny. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, That's funny. I mean, you've had guest encounters a million times over the years. Yeah, starting at my first con. Oh, my first con. Here, this is going to date myself along with that fortieth uh, birthday. But you weren't actually forty. Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> older than that now. But uh, yeah, 1991. Mm-hmm. I went to Trek Fest. It was a tiny crap. In retrospect, it was very crappy little con right. in Portland, Maine. And I, I guess they ran these like every weekend all over the country and they would always have one uh, star trek actor there you know just to draw people in they would advertise yeah. it on tv and that's how i heard about it you know you're watching reruns of star trek and then they throw up an ad for come to trek fest 91 special guest james Doohan, scotty Woo. from star trek Scotty. and so i'm like well you know i got nothing going on this weekend i got my driver's license let's go and Let's party. I tried to get one of my friends to go, and he's like, I'm not going to that nerd thing. <laughs> like, All right. And I never uh, talked to him again. Yeah, not much long after that, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know, high school friends. You, yeah, right. Gonna, they don't last but, that long. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went down there and checked it out. It was pretty much just a dealer's room, and they had a stage on one end, and uh, they had this, uh, they were doing some events on the stage and one of them was wheel of fortune and so they took volunteers from the audience or i don't remember how it was picked maybe a raffle or something but i certainly didn't pay but well i paid for the con but i didn't pay to enter the raffle to be part of this but i got picked and so me and three other nerds get up on stage to play wheel of fortune and uh james Dewan was the host (laughs) <laughs> and so they have this cheesy wheel, which I'm sure went to every city for every con. Right. And we spin it, and I, I spin it, and I guess a letter S. There's no S. Second guy spins, guesses a letter. There's no match. Third guy spins, guesses a letter. It's there. <laughs> Romulan neutral zone. <laughs> so it doesn't even get back to me. I'm like, all right. So second round, same. they go back to me. Same thing. S, no. Second guy, like N. Oh, there's uh, no N, and or the, no, there's one N, but doesn't know it. And then uh, third guy guesses a letter and gets it. Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> like, so I got nothing. <laughs> but uh, James doing, uh, you know, as a consolation prize, says, uh, "Oh, he'll, he'll sign something for me." Like, oh, great. So, 
I didn't have anything for him to sign except I had bought like blueprints to the Enterprise D. So I still have blueprints for the Enterprise from the Next Generation signed by James Doohan. Who is not... There wouldn't be a Next Generation without James Doohan. That's true. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, I I remember I was on stage and he he looks up at me. He says, "Wow, they grow them tall up here in Maine." <laughs> how much? Yeah, how much? <laughs> and so yeah, that was right before uh, Star Trek Six, and I don't even know if it had. I mean, it wasn't in any of the magazines. There's no, not really much internet at the time. Uh-huh. Uh But. He told us, oh, yeah, we're doing another movie. It's uh, called The Undiscovered Country, and that's from Shakespeare. And he told us, like, all this stuff. And so I went home and posted about it on bulletin board systems. People are like, what? Another Star Trek film? Five was supposed to be the final one. (laughs) So I broke some Star Trek news. (laughs) Ooh! (laughs) Yeah. And then I ended up seeing him again uh, when I was in college at a mall signing. (laughs) Yes! And I had him sign uh, some Star Trek book. And then uh, I saw him again uh, in 2001 in Boston. There was a crappy convention called the Great American Anime Comic Expo. It was run by a company that ran, well, it now they now run Fan Expo. Uh, which is all over the place. But mm-hmm. way back then, all they had was one in Toronto. And they tried expanding into Boston, and it was a horrible failure. Well, but, I mean, the name is obnoxiously long. Yeah, Great American Anime Expo. They probably would have gotten sued if they stuck around long enough. <laughs> Actually, maybe that's why they had to change to Fan Expo. Cause <laughs> right, they'll never know it's us. Nobody's you don't gonna name know. a convention Anime Expo because there already is one that has a trademark. <laughs> so... If you live in Rhode Island, remember that. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so I saw him there too. <laughs> so three times, and he's the only Star Trek actor that from any series that I've ever encountered. Which is crazy because you've been to Dragon Con. Yeah, you've well, never I've, you know, I've them. seen them, uh, but I've n- never actually had an interaction with them. Okay. Oh, you know, okay. I've, okay, I've, okay. Like, seen them up on stage from way in the back of the room or I've walked by their table in the autograph hall. But yeah, the only interactions I've had were with James Doohan. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. I said, if you're going to have one with somebody, I'm glad it was Scotty because Scotty's the oh, best. Oh yeah, he was great. He was very, especially at that Great American Anime Expo. It was a horrible failure of a con. There were only a few hundred people there and they had the Heinz the first floor of the Heinz, so it's huge and very mm-hmm. vacant. He was bored out of his mind, so he's just talking with whoever. So it was really cool. <laughs> uh, so, okay, all right. You said there was an encounter with another sci-fi uh, guest, though. Oh, uh, well, yeah. My, see, that my first con was that Trek Fest. The second con I went to was in 1996 for the Mystery Science Theater 3000 Convention Con Expo Fest Arama 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> okay. That is the these, like, that is the official they're... title of this convention. <laughs> Obnoxiously long names at these conventions. It's a comedy show. Of course, they're going to make it funny. <laughs> I mean, the, the name of the show is already Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, which is crazy long. <laughs> yeah, but that's like a that's different. <laughs> but you know, we just call it the MST Three K Convention Con. Okay, well there you go. That's much better. Yeah. 
Nice. But uh, yeah, it was in uh, Minneapolis in '96, uh, and the show had just been canceled from Comedy Central and picked up by Sci-Fi Network, mm-hmm. Sci-Fi Channel. And uh, so the organizers of, or the people that run the show, the actual producers and the actors and everybody, they put on their own convention. Like they ran it, not oh we hired some other. They ran it. Huh. Uh, they probably hired some help, but it was pretty much them running it. And sure, it, I was impressed. They put on an amazing convention. It's one of the best conventions I've been to, and it's like thousands of people there, and they really huh. pulled it off. Nice. Um, this was their second one. They had done another one, I think, in '94, but uh, yeah, this is the '96 one, and so. They had, uh, I mean, it's all around this one show. And so most of what they would do is their panels in this big room in the convention center. But uh, they also had another room off to the side that they would do autographs in. They had another room that was a store selling merch. And then they had a museum with various props from the show. So there was, and then they had fan meetup rooms for the people on uh, AOL and Usenet news groups and all sorts of stuff and it was a great time yeah it sounds fun uh so they one of the things they did was they had raffles for some special fan events Um, one of them if you if your ticket was picked you got to go on a shopping trip to the mall of america with uh, bridget nelson and mary joe peel what mary joe played uh dr forrester's mom yeah yeah and uh, Bridget Nelson is um, Mr. B. Natural and a lot of bit characters. Okay, okay. Uh, and the other raffle was you get to play Doom with Mike. <laughs> and so I ended up being one of the winners of playing Doom with Mike. Yeah! And so I went to that event. It's on the main stage in the big hall. And sure, sure. Uh, so I'm there. I, I get called up halfway through this competition and I would watch other people play like, okay, where are the weapons? I don't know this level. And turns out he made a custom level <gasps> and he hid the weapons. <gasps> so like you could have, a, a cheat. you could have <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What a cheater. You, you could have, you know, the minor weapons like, Oh, I got a gun. Great. Like a revolver or whatever. I get a chainsaw. In Doom? Yeah. Ooh, a gun. And he goes and opens the secret door and gets the rocket launcher. <laughs> like, oh my god. That's horrible. I don't even know the map. <laughs> and I'm trying to... Uh, I'm, uh. And so I'm up there and uh, I, I get called up. And he said, do you play Doom? I said, yeah, I've played uh, Doom a bit, but I prefer playing Marathon. <laughs> He's like, what's that? Uh, for those of you who don't know, Marathon was a game by Bungie, and uh, they later went on and made Halo. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm trying to find my way around the map, and it's not helped by the fact that I have to play with a joystick. The keyboard and mouse was not set up to play, and I don't play with a joystick. And... Uh, also, trying to help me, I've got uh, Kevin Murphy, the voice of Tom Servo, on my side. <laughs> I'm just distracted because I'm hearing Tom Servo telling me what to do. Like, go left, go left. It's like, Tom Servo. What, the hell? what do I do? 
<laughs> so just like, ah. Tom Turbo was in on it. See, that's and, the thing. He's like, okay, in the event that this guy tries to figure out this map, you'll distract him with the fact that you're Tom. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he had to do much to distract me because, you know, he's this custom map. and uh, So, yeah, he's just killing me left and right. And uh, so he says, so this game marathon, do you go around and pick flowers or something? <laughs> <laughs> and so in the end, I ended up walking away with a button that says, Mike killed me at doom. Because he cheated. Yeah, well, it doesn't say that, but I still have the button. <laughs> that's, how, yeah, that's how you make the next button underneath it. <laughs> and then uh, there was one person who beat him. He was oh. about, I think he was maybe eight. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to say they let him win, but Mike might not have been trying his hardest because this kid was cute. And, <laughs> or uh, the kid so, just watched everybody else fail and he's just like, I know where all his hiding spots are now. So this kid ended up going home with a button that said, I beat mike at doom <laughs> oh my but, god this yeah, is 96 a, right yeah 96 so i've got a blurry picture that was taken on film <laughs> so that kid's like in his but, 30s now yeah yeah and he beat mike at doom he did and now he's do, mike's off doing riff tracks <laughs> <laughs> with kevin murphy <laughs> i wonder if he still plays doom maybe hmm? I mean, Doom's a pretty good game. Yeah, but it's no marathon. <laughs> it's no mar- It's no Halo. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. See, I'm trying to think. It's like all of my guest encounters. Like I've already told the one about the pie with Chris, and I mean, like I said, I've met Matt and Talson. We've talked about that before. I just like you know, my guest encounters have all just kind of been like pretty nonchalant, which is fine with me because I, I I enjoy feeling like I can talk to a person and, you know, like have like a normal conversation with them, regardless of like their height of fame. Although the most recent one still like it sticks with me um, as at Granite state a couple episodes ago, I was talking about it. (laughs) We went to go see that one voice actor um, who I'm still not convinced completely. He wasn't like high off his mind, (laughs) like, like gone. (laughs) I, I as hell. Very nice. Very sweet person. You know, like, you know what I mean? It's like, regardless of that, it didn't affect their interaction with the people in line with them, which I respect a lot, especially because my niece was very much looking forward to meeting them <laughs> and like, couldn't have been any nicer to her, but me and um, her mother standing at the back there while her father was up there at the table where they were just like, holy shit, did that dude smoke like his entire stash? <laughs> Like, the whole thing. And, of course, like, the whole line is kids. Because, like, you know, they do, like, younger cartoon shows. Not, like, young. I mean, like, people, adults watch them, too. But, you know, like, like that, that genre that's, like, that it's advertised to kind of thing. Right. It's, like, you got know, all these parents in line with their kids. And all the parents are all, we all got the same look on our face. And the kids are just like, I'm going to make my favorite voice actor. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He's never going to remember you. But you get up there. <laughs> no, uh, it- at Anime Boston 2005, uh, I was chairman that year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had uh, Yoko Ishida uh, as a, a singer guest that year. Um, and uh, so they w- wanted to have dinner with the chairman. So, mm-hmm. okay, sure. And sure. so 
uh, we ended up going to Summer Shack across the street from the Heinz. You know, we could just walk right across the street and let's yeah. get seafood. And they wanted seafood. And, and so I figure, okay, well, I don't eat seafood, but, you know, I do eat shrimp and you know, they've got other stuff there. So that'll be fine. Well, they decided that they wanted the table to share a seafood tower. <laughs> and oh. So this is um, multi-layer plates. I don't know, like three or four layers. There's a plate on the bottom covered in crab, and then there's other other stuff going up the tower. It's just all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Huge, tall tower. And, you know, I didn't want to insult them and be like, I don't eat crab. Well, since then, I've learned to like crab because <laughs> I ate crab with them. And it's like, all right, yeah, it's not bad. Oh. Not, not terrible. Not yeah, terrible. I did avoid the fish, but uh, yeah, the How crab. You, and... like, you grew up in New England. That's why they kicked me out because I don't eat lobster. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get it. All right, you're 18, you're not eating lobster, you got to get out. Yeah, it's our national bird. How dare you? (laughs) No, the national bird in Maine is the mosquito. So my apologies. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, unless I forget the state bird. The state bird. (laughs) The bird of the sea is the lobster. (laughs) Chicken. There's no chickens in the sea. It's just lobsters in Maine. Who is the first person to decide? Oh, let's eat. Let's eat a lobster. I mean, this is creepy crawly thing from the bottom of the ocean it's not naturally bright red it's brown uh fun fact i'm not sure if you're aware of it or not but apparently back in the day they used to feed lobsters to the prisoners yeah because they thought it was you know oh this is a uh, here's a shitty thing crawls around around the bottom of the ocean you eat this right and now and now um, to give everybody uh, like this whole price increase thing going on, uh, to give you an idea of it, um, the restaurant that I work at, we have to sell our lobster rolls at twenty five dollars each mm-hmm. uh, because the, size the lobster. Of a hot dog. Meat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for anybody that's not familiar with the lobster roll, it's not like a sub; mm-hmm. it's the size of a hot dog. Yeah, it's a hot dog roll stuffed in with a little bit of lobster, usually a couple of claws and stuff. Yeah, um, because the lobster we have to purchase for the restaurant. Um, for a five-gallon bucket of it right now is almost a thousand dollars. Wow! <laughs> Don't know, get me wrong. It's a lot of lobster meat, you know. And it makes yeah. quite a few of those rolls, but to make the money back on it, you have to mm-hmm. sell things at a certain price. Um, and people used to like give that to people that were like on death row. So you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my, how we've changed inflation. Yeah, my brother was, I used to work for a lobster and seafood company. And uh, yeah, they they would sell a lot and send it over to China. Yeah. And then the company got accused. Uh, they said, oh, we, COVID came from that company. They sent it to China. They're like, what? No, <laughs> we didn't start COVID in Maine. What are you talking about? <laughs> now it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we going to blame next? Yeah, there was legitimately an article that was published. That they tried to blame it on that company. It's like, no. Yeah, who would have outraged? You've been like, you know what? Blame it on the potatoes. The Irish would have been all over us. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back, you scummy Americans. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but, you know, being uh, chairman of a con, I get a lot of guests coming up to me that want to be invited to the con. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't want to name names, but do it. 
there was, Do it, was trash. Oh, I was talking about somebody else. Oh, okay. Don't name that one, but name the trash yeah. one. I was at uh, Kineticon 2004, uh-huh. and uh, I had just been elected chairman, and I was there to promote the convention. Uh-huh. And so we set up a table. This is back before it was at the convention center. The Kineticon was at uh, University college, of Hartford, I think. Yeah. And so we're in like some uh, student center or something with a table set up. And so uh, a musical guest for the convention comes by and says, oh, is Adam here? It's like, no, no. Uh, can we help you? Like, oh, no, I want to talk to Adam. And he walks off. And then in the next half hour or so, somebody must have told him, oh, Patrick's now chairman of Anime Boston because he came back and suddenly he wanted to talk to me. <laughs> like, can I be a guest at Anime Boston? I'm like, oh, well, um, <laughs> I had to explain, well, we have this guest selection committee and I could submit your name to them, uh, but these are a group of people who are stay anonymous and they select the guests for the convention. And, Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I thought it was funny. He was not didn't want to talk to the peons, but then he finds out, oh, he's the chairman. And oh, now I will talk to you. Yeah. And mm. so I mean that's happened with other guests. Um Vic Mignon is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. it is. That's there's the word. Yep. Oh god. Yeah, he came up to me. At, Anime USA 2005, and he's like, oh, man, you you run Anime Boston? Oh, I really want to be a guest there. And I had to explain the whole process. Like, look, I can put your name in. He would not give up. I'm like, oh, my God. Ugh. You know, I can't I can't give you approval here on the spot. That's not how this works. We have a system. Okay, you can come. <sighs> oh, sure. Um, and then uh, I... It, was there with a few other staff members from the con. We weren't promoting. We just happened to be at this con. And yeah. I said, oh, and this is uh, our head of guest relations. And I uh, I feel so bad because suddenly he was the one that was getting uh, <laughs> pressured over and over. Like, come on, I can come up and, uh, oh, my God. Dude, no. we have a process. We explain this to you. And, um then there was uh, another time in 2009, I believe. Uh, let me double check. I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah, I think it was 2009. It was a Dragon Con. Okay. And I'm walking through, because, you know, I'm, I'm not into autographs. Uh, I have a few, but I don't seek them out. But I do like to just walk through like their place where they have all the guests signing and just see who's there and be like, oh, hey, that's that guy from that show. And uh, so I'm walking through one evening uh, between events, just you know, looking for something to do and seeing who's there. Uh-huh. And I spot Vic Mignana at a table. <laughs> and he's talking to a couple guys. And uh, so I'm like, Keeping my distance because I because even then, Vignana. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he spots me Ew. and he calls me over, Gross. and uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, because I had seen him 
I, I saw him the year before San Japan in 2008 because we were both on the guest list. And uh, so this is the next year. So he remembered me. Actually, wait, no, this is DragonCon 2013. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not important. But he was there. <laughs> it was 2013. And uh, so, yeah, he, um, so he's talking with these guys, calls me over, and ignore, starts ignoring these guys and is focused on me. It's like, Damn. hey, you know, I haven't been to Anime Boston in a, in a while, and I'd like to come back and blah, blah, nope. blah. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, you know, I, I took over the game shows department in 2011, and I'm not on guest relations. I'm not chairman. I have no say in that. He's, oh, but you know people. <laughs> like, well, uh-huh. yeah, but we have a guest selection committee, and uh, I can let them know you're interested, and he, oh my god, it's like he wanted an invite on the spot. It's like, because he was desperate. He's desperate now. Well, this he's is, desperate well, then. He's super I'm sorry. desperate now. But you know okay. This is 2013, and he's still going to shows like every weekend. Eh, oh, eh, he wants to okay. be, you know. I want to go on record. I want to go on record right now. This podcast is 100% We Hate Vic podcast. I'm putting it oh, out there. And if yeah. that means I lose like all of my followers, except for my friends, I don't care because that man doesn't deserve any, like the fact that he gets invited to conventions, still Patrick, <laughs> like yeah, trash, and trash. It, yeah. Hot trash. <laughs> yep. Everything I've, that comes out about him, hot trash. I've seen his behavior at conventions. Like yeah, this same. I'm, I mean, they're not my stories to tell, but right. Yeah. He's, like I remember, I don't I met go to him. conventions where he is a guest anymore. No, we don't support that. <laughs> Especially because I don't want him approaching me like I want to be a guest at Anime Boston. I'm like I, no, oh, I'd be dude. so upset if Anime Boston got him as a guest. <laughs> I'm doing no, that's never gonna. No, because <laughs> everybody would quit. Right. Um, <laughs> Literally, my my encounter with him but, at Anime Boston was like so uncomfortable. So like, okay. Oh, let me let like, me finish my. Let me finish my story first. Because, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Go. Uh, he's gross. It's, yeah, he's talking to me. He wants to invite on the spot. And I tell him, I'm like, I'm not giving him any ground because I got none to give. I can't. I, I'm really not in a position to give him anything. I'm on game show staff. Right. <laughs> well, I can say, like, oh, if you're there, you can be in our Hollywood squares or something. But <laughs> even then, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> But that was pretty much the limit of my power. And right. uh, so when he realized he wasn't getting anything from me, it's like a, a switch flipped in his head. And suddenly, like, like a wall went up. There's no thanks, no goodbye. Oh, no, no, good to see you. Okay, see you next time. It's like a wall goes up. He just goes talking to his friends again or to the other people there. I'm like, okay, I guess we're done. Uh, and I walked off and it's like totally ignoring me. And I'm like, all right. You know, if that's how you I won. I mean, it wasn't even polite about like, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, if you can put my name in, that'd be great. And yeah, it's yeah. just like, no, Walt, and it's like, he he knows he's getting nothing from me, so I'm dead yeah. to him. And I'm like, all right, yeah. fine. I don't wanna, it's the last time I ever saw him. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, <I> never <clears> go <throat> to a convention where he is again because uh, <clears throat> yeah, the stories I've heard from people at conventions. Oh, yeah, well, let's see. He came to Boston, must have been sometime 2006. between... 2006. Thank you. I was chair. Right. So, 
I just remember it's like, you know, Cars in New York City, because like back then it's like no one knew, you know, no one knew. And I just remember I was greed. I made a really cool greed costume. I was really proud of it. And we were walking around. And it's like one of those things where it's like you either get in line to meet the guests or you, the line gets cut off and you don't get to meet them. Whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it happens. Conventions are big. But especially with like the bigger guests. It's harder sometimes. You like really have to commit to like getting into that line to get there in time to like get an autograph and stuff. Although a lot of conventions now are doing like multiple times with people. But it doesn't matter. Irrelevant. The point is, I'm in the hallway walking around by myself. And all of a sudden I hear Edward Elric be like, you know, like make some like greed reference. And I'm just like, what the hell was that? And then all of a sudden he's right next to me. Oh. And he's just like, oh my God, you need a picture. And I'm just like, oh my God. And like, first of all, I'm trying to process like, oh, it's Vic, you know, like, wow. And he apparently likes my greed costume. And then we're like in this awkward hug thing where it's like, doesn't even ask, like, doesn't even ask if it's okay. And like, I forget, I think my, one of my friends was with me and they're the ones that took the picture of us. And I wish I still had the picture because I look so uncomfortable in it. And you know me, Patrick, you're like, you know me, mm. I am not uncomfortable taking a picture. Right. I'm not a person that oh, yeah. you'll, talking. you'll ham it up and you'll smile. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I look so uncomfortable in this picture. <laughs> and that's probably why I don't have it anymore. Cause it was just like upsetting to me. And then it's just like, he kind of like forced himself to like, be like, I mean, like I said, I would have been more than happy to be like, oh my gosh, it's Vic and taking a picture, like approaching him. But he just like forced it so much that it made it so uncomfortable. And then he was just gone. And it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what just <Yeah>. happened? <laughs> I don't like it. I'm uncomfortable. Why am I uncomfortable? And now all these years later, it's like, that's the vibe. That's why I was uncomfortable. Like <laughs> 21 year old me was just like, ooh, I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all set. <laughs> it was always just so creepy how he had all the young fans. Oh, uh, and he still does. Uh, yeah, well, a lot fewer now. Yes, thankfully. Yeah, and you know, for anybody that hasn't kept up on this, um, you can find well, the the short story is mm. uh, people outed him as for sexual assault and sexual harassment uh-huh. uh, in early 2019. Uh-huh. And then he went and sued Funimation, uh-huh. uh, Monica Real, Monica's fiance, uh-huh. and uh, Jimmy Markey uh, for defamation because they said some things that he didn't like on Twitter. And so, uh, of course, when you sue a company you work for, you're not going to get work from that company or uh-huh. other companies. So he hasn't uh-huh. had any significant uh, dubbing jobs since then. And... Uh, He's not getting invited to conventions, uh-uh. uh, except for creepy ones. Uh-huh. And uh, his court cases were thrown out. Uh, let's see. He lost the court case. They, and he, the appeal. He appealed. He lost the appeal. Uh-huh. They uh, filed for reconsideration. He lost that. And as of today, he's refiled. He's filed with an appeal with the Texas State Supreme Court. What? That's breaking news today. You oh heard it here God. first, people. No. So he's oh. going to lose that too. There's no chance he can win this Supreme Court case because his case, original case, which the appeal, you don't get to redo the case. No. You have to go on the original, what was originally done in the original case. And there's no evidence that there was anything defamatory. So he's just throwing money away. And I don't know if he even knows he's doing this. His lawyer might have just been like, oh, we're appeal and appeal. And he's cutting, 
at this point, Vic owes over half a million dollars to the defendants. Which he doesn't have, because we know that the old the, the Full Metal Alchemist money has run out. Yeah, he's not getting any more dubbing work. He's doing uh, $40 signings only. And uh, his GoFundMe that he had through a terrible Minnesota lawyer uh, it doesn't have that much money. Mm-hmm. So he And he tried to hide his house uh, by putting it in his mother's name or something, but the court caught on to that, so that's not going to fly. Um, so, yeah, he... Uh, Cons aren't getting him because you know he's uh, the comic shop that there was a comic shop that wanted to get him in uh, Omaha a couple weeks ago, and they uh, they heard oh you know you might get some protests well they got about five hundred phone calls and this wasn't just random people calling it was some of their loyal customers that had called up and said yeah you know if Vic goes there we're not going to your shop anymore yeah we don't want to him and so the guy canceled he's like all right i would actually lose business over this i'm not having him yeah no they couldn't find a new venue they uh they were going to have it at this conference room of a security company but they didn't actually check with the guy that ran the company and or the the guy who owned the building or whatever it is and so the the landlord put a sign on the door saying, yeah, there's no Vic Mignogna signing here. <laughs> and so he had to sign. He was doing signings for 40 bucks in the parking lot until the security came out and uh, told them to leave. And then he posted video of like, this guy, in this guy, in this guy. Yeah, they won't let us do a signing. It's like, dude, you're trespassing. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> it's, yeah, go do it somewhere else. How? I mean, how hard is it to book a conference room at a hotel? Right. <laughs> or you know what? In his case, since about as good as opening up a trunk of a car with some headshots and signing there. Yeah, that works well, they would, they would, that's what they're doing in the parking lot. <laughs> but it's like, come on, dude, it's not that hard to. Or you know, after that, they went to Chili's. <laughs> and they're all happy that they had uh, the photo had like twelve people. Ooh, five dollars <laughs> margaritas. Like, okay, you know what? Go rent a room at a restaurant and do your thing there, yeah. and you know, have a victory pity party but <laughs> pity party. go to a chuck e cheese and have your vic pity party no there's too many kids there you're That's right not... shit we can't take them to chuck e cheese <laughs> after seeing Hooters. them host that dragon con masquerade and hit on the uh little wonder woman oh it's just oh. terrible you know what you're right hooters or was that twin peaks restaurant there we go <laughs> there's probably some restaurant that would oh it's yeah. Mar-a-Lago, Mar-a-Lago would have them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you finally talked about Vic on your podcast. Good. I want it very clear. Uh, Again, I'm going to reiterate: gonna get... we hate him here. So don't come in here with your bullshit and tell me you like him. <laughs> oh, man. Prepare for a thrashing. Uh, both of those Vic stands are going to be so upset. I know, right? Those two people that listen to this. Hey, you know what? Maybe my maybe my ratings will go up. Who knows? <laughs> Bring it on. Not scared of you. <laughs> Actually, I, I do remember I brought him up in episode six. Because mm-hmm. uh, that um, oh, wine, city, wine Country Comic Con. And he was a guest. There, oh, yeah. Yeah. That, the con that was just scamming everybody. I mean, hey. Had a thing. Go back and listen to episode six. And, oh. <laughs> Sensing a trend. <laughs> yeah. 
that's the kind of people that invite them now. And see, that was back in 2017 or 2018. That's before all the uh, stuff came out online oh, that yeah. got everybody's attention. The nightmare, so, yeah. But those of us who knew, we knew. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a vibe. I'm sorry that some of you didn't get it until later on, but there was a definite vibe. Not oh, pleasant. A, a vibe or firsthand stories. <laughs> oh, he did this to you? Really? Oh, really? He he did that? Weird. I'll have to give you some names of people you could have on. They could tell stories. <laughs> yes. Just like, I don't think they'd want to. <laughs> Everyone just being like, oh, I've got a Vic story. But like, yes, we'll have like a whole month of it. Oh, God. You're going to drive away people, not because they're Vic fans, but because they're sick of them. Even though, yeah. 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 Well, what a note to end on, Patrick. Oh, my God. Can't we end on something happier? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's almost uh, Christmas. Yeah. Hey, it's almost Christmas. Someday I'm going to go to the Holiday Mount Surrey in Florida. Mm-hmm. It's a good Christmas con. Everybody does Christmas themed cosplay. I know, and it's like I want to go, but at the same time, so much happens in my life in December. Yeah, December is a busy month. Oh, who has time? Like, if you live near it, that's totally convenient. Like, yeah, definitely go to it. But like, man, hmm. I mean, we got. I, like I said, here I am. I'm just like I have no time in my life. I've got the two Christmas shows, and, and then there's like you know my birthday and this thing called Christmas and. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, messy, messy, messy month December, but so much fun. We do love it. Well, we can end. A, we can end on a quick story. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I mentioned I was a guest at San Japan in uh, 2008, mm-hmm. uh, and so one night, and if Dave's listening, I'm sorry for telling this story, but it's funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, we, they decided. Okay, you know, we'll we'll do anime and scripted or or. Then we'll go out to dinner, or maybe we're going to have dinner and then anime scripted. But anyway, it was the the day of anime scripted. They're going to take the guest to dinner, and there's like twelve of us or something. And they said, "Okay, we made reservations at Denny's." And somebody I don't remember who said Denny's takes reservations. Oh yeah, yeah, it's all taken care of. So, <laughs> okay, Denny's. So yeah, I think we did anime scripted, and then we went to dinner because we we got there and it's pretty crowded because I. I guess it's people people from the convention or whatever. Maybe it's just because it's downtown San Antonio. And like, yeah, we have a reservation for uh, 12. It's like, what? <laughs> so I don't know who they called to make a reservation, but it was not that Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> so now they've got a bunch of people that are hungry. And so a bunch of the guests just like, oh, I'll just go back to the hotel, whatever. And But I hung around and they ended up taking us to a barbecue place and oh my god why were we even going to denny's in the first place because i i wish i don't know if it was rudy's but the barbecue there was so good it's like texas let's go to barbecue yeah, why I know, like, what? To denny's? <laughs> like, wait. i guess because it was there and convenient but oh yeah so it ended on texas barbecue much and, better decision yeah i think it uh, might have been a Rudy's. Rudy's barbecue in Texas is so good. See? Now, whenever I go to Austin, I, I don't because uh, I was in San Antonio, but I've been to Rudy's in Austin, and that's my favorite barbecue. Oh, so good! But see, it comes full circle. Every convention has a place. Rudy's was yours in Texas. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when I went to South by Southwest, Rudy's or, or Salt Lake, that's good too. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Mm. Yay, we end on a food note. I like it. Yes. Food's delicious. <laughs> get, getting ready for that Thanksgiving dinner. Ah, yeah. I gotta get my and fat you, pants out. And for you Canadians, that next Thursday dinner. <laughs> next, get your craft dinner ready. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get your, get your poutine, eh? Yeah, eh? <laughs> now we just offended yeah. Canadians. <laughs> Vic, uh, we've offended several the, people in this. Vic Monogna Percy people and Canadians. <laughs> Which doesn't bode well because you live with one, so uh, yeah. <laughs> you're partial Canadian. <laughs> uh, She's Canadian, yeah, and, and I have a partial Canadian. Yes, yeah. he's half Canadian. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it counts. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, with the holidays coming up, I have a book for sale. It's a pretty good book, so I've heard from people that have read it. Is. <laughs> uh, makes a good gift it makes a great gift i mean you should give it to all your costume friends and yourself mm-hmm. uh stick it it fits in a stocking i found out last year um so a nice little stocking stuffer uh that book is called that could have gone worse like lessons from a dinosaur cosplayer and it's available on amazon um for all the book lovers in your life and also in a kindle form so there you go you don't even have to have the book you can just put it on your kindle how about that patrick anything nice. exciting happening you want to uh promote uh, I think you should get another book. Oh. Get two books. Oh. Get one called Enemies, written by my wife, Svetlana Shemakova. Woo! It's very good. It, yes. If you've got a middle school student in your life, then they need this book. They do. It's wicked good. All of yeah. them are. It's a whole, the whole Barry Brook series, Awkward, Brave, Crush, Diary, and uh, Enemies. Uh, so, yeah. Get Get those. Get the book. I actually show up in uh, Brave as the computer teacher. You do. I love it. It's it's my Twitter avatar now. <laughs> <laughs> it's also my Mastodon avatar in case Twitter is dead by the time this episode comes out. There we go. <laughs> Which I mean is quite a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I've downloaded my archive just in case. Which makes me so upset because most of the people that follow me for the podcast, I think, are on my Twitter. So it's just like, I found a Twitter that's actually popular and it's going to die. Yeah, we got to find a new a new Twitter. It's not Facebook. Right. Exactly. Guys, I hope you all have a great night. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye.